What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first podcast of Keeping It PG from Dion Bolding. This is me, and then got my man. He introduced himself as well. Sean Lear, Shepherd, aka Shep. Uh, so you'll hear Shep more often than you hear Sean Lear for sure. So that's tight. So we're just two dudes who met through um, Fellowship of Christian Athletes. We're both on staff there. Not that we're going to be talking about our staff position, but we are both here in Prince George's County, which is a county in the state of Maryland, right outside of Washington, D.C., where we both played football. We both grew up and we have similar stories and we have very different stories. But our, our paths crossed at FCA, Fellowship Christian Athletes. I'm in a more public school setting. Chef is in a more college setting. And But by our connection, we're like, man, we should get together and talk about uh, being from PG County uh, or Prince George's County, but the slang term is PG County. Uh, but also, let's talk about things that are near and dear to our hearts and keep it PG as well as a rated PG, so everybody can listen to it from our kids to your grandma. Um, but also, you can touch on some stuff and not, you know, get in trouble. Kind of set. So we want to bring that to your listening ear, bring this platform to you. So where how you're listening to this iTunes, if it's for Spotify, uh, we're going to take this and cut it up, put it on all social media platforms. Uh, but we're going we're to keep it PG. So That's we're right. going to you know, be where we're from, but also keep PG. So uh, that is what we're going to be doing through this podcast. I hope you like it. We want you to share it with your friends, uh, leave comments. If there's a negative comment, don't leave it. Just, just email <laughs> us and let us know. That way we can change it. If you blast us on the comments, we won't get good ratings and get more listening here, but okay. love your feedback as well. We'll give some of our story as we go on, um, yep. our personal stories, AKA testimony. Um, cool. you'll, you'll see that we have a Christian faith background. We'll stand firm on that, but this is not necessarily just a Christian based um, podcast. It's mm-hmm. going to, you'll hear it, but it's not what we stand on. Uh, so chef, what, is, what do you want to tell the people about yourself and the podcast and how you want this to affect, uh, affect effect their life effect their life. Uh, let's start this again uh, like Don said grew up in PG County ever since I was five years old uh, Riverdale Baptist Elementary School Lake Arbor Elementary School Ever uh, Ernest Everjust Middle School uh, Gwen Park High School and finished at Wise High School uh, so private school for five middle uh, high school for uh, seven so um, I've seen the best of, of both worlds in PG County um, at the time I was coming out, Riverdale Baptist was like this prestigious private school, but now they're all over the place. But um, kind of <laughs> just like allegedly, 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 right? And then I played football from Pepper Mill in Seat Pleasant, Maryland. So if you're familiar with PG County, like this kid, I'm from Upper Marlboro, so this is Upper Marlboro kid in Seat Pleasant playing football, right? Yep, that's how you know it was. My parents are from PG County. My dad's Fordsville. My mom's Suitland. So I mean, we are PG County through. And through, um, Dion came to me with this idea of doing this podcast. I love it because I love to talk. I love to do these things. Follow, follow us on social media too, by the way. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll probably give you guys our, our, our handles and things like that. But uh, we love that. You know, I love the idea of being able to share our perspective uh, from you know PG County perspective, but also being able to reach everyone. Uh, just talking about not just another Christian podcast, just another podcast just about us. You know, our experiences and things like that and how it's shaped our lives being from PG County. And that's what we want to share, you know, put PG on the map, as I like to say. 
Uh, and the thing about PG is you carry it with you everywhere you go. Uh, whether it be the shoes you wear, the things you say, like water, we can probably get into that conversation a little bit later. But like, I, I went to school and started saying water and people were like, what are you saying? I'm like, saying water, what do you mean? It's like water, water is how I'm supposed to say it, but I've never said it that way in my life. So just stuff like that, man. Some of the stories we'll have about growing up in PG and then going to other places and all those kind of experiences. We want you guys to just to, to, you know, to take a stroll down memory lane with us, kind of connect uh, with PG County and some of the issues and some of the things that are positive and some of the things that, you know, we may want to see changed and things like that, just kind of the stigma of PG County, stuff like that. So if you've never been here, by the time you're done with this, you might as well just be a resident of PG County because you'll, you'll, you'll understand by the time we're done, so. Good. Uh, we'll eat more background. So this first episode will be more of our background, our stories. I am, uh, I'm 37, Shepard 24. 24, yep. Right, so I'm 14 years. So I don't, I don't think, I don't feel like I'm that much older than him, but <laughs> maybe when you do the numbers, you're like, dang, 14 years, I was in middle school, he wasn't born yet. But, uh, but even with that gap, and now I'm on, I, I am a millennial, just barely, and Shepard's on, on the towards the other end of the millennial spectrum. Um, we have very similar stories. I grew up in Prince George's County, Okay, so you're going to hear us say PG and Prince George's. Okay, so PG is a slang term and given by the media back in the 80s, 90s, and the 80s, like late 70s, where the county had a very negative stigma. And so no other county in Maryland is called by the two letters. It's kind of like, you know, you got somebody named John Brown, you call him JB. Yeah. Well, they call PG, Prince George County PG, but it was a more of a media driven kind of deal. And because that had a negative content, but you kind of owned it. And so when you're from PG, you're more allowed to say it. When you're not from PG, County, you're like, no, it's Prince George's County. Uh, so you're going to hear us say that back and forth. But born and raised in PG County, Prince George's County, and uh, grew up where Shep said he played football. I grew up right in Peppermill Village, like legit in, in Peppermill Village, uh, Capitol Heights. I went to so many elementary schools, I can't even name Comedy Hills, Templeton, Gaywood, District Heights. Uh, I went all over the place. There was Robert Garter. My mom was a school teacher, so she moved to school, school, school as she would make different ranks or promotions as a teacher. So she would go to different schools. Now she's a principal in the county. My mom, shout out to my mom's school, uh, Blue Ribbon, National Blue Ribbon School, the only one in PG County, uh, Glenard Woods. That's just a little. Little credit to my mom. Anyway, and I went to Robert Garden Middle School, which is no longer a middle school. It's now a, it's a French immersion school, um, or something of that sort. So my middle school doesn't even exist as a middle school anymore. Then I went to Bowie High School, played football as a little kid all the way through, and loved football. And uh, I went to Bible College here in Prince George's County. It's no longer even a Bible College. Things have changed so much for for me. But born and raised inside the Beltway. They moved out to Bowie, outside of the Beltway, two different worlds, same county, um, different aspects of the county from the people to expectations, how you carry yourself, how you talk, to financially, to how people view you, how they view the world. It's different just crossing the Beltway. You know, Beltway is 495, part of the 95 corridor, goes around the city, connects Virginia, D.C., and, well, not D.C., but connects Virginia and Maryland together with D.C. in the middle. So... I lived inside the Beltway for most of my young childhood career, life career, not career, life 
uh, life. And then we got to middle school, we moved out to Bowie and been out here ever since. All right. So that's just a little bit of our story. You'll hear more from the podcast. What we do want to talk about is the aspect of living in the county and how that uh, affects us, especially as we are two uh, educated black men that uh, carry ourselves near, you know, with the high standard as possible. You know, we are, we are followers of Jesus Christ. And so we follow what Jesus said and we believe him true, his word to be true, what he says, so we live, do our best to live up to that standard, but also being husbands, being fathers, being people in the community, um, and not always necessary. We don't always look like we or sound like we come from an area that's Prince George's County. Right. Um, and so what does that mean? How has that affected you? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. The, the pride and joy from coming from the county, but also the stigma yeah. that comes from, because it's not an urban city, an urban <laughs> county, like people may have it in their head. I think like Kevin Durant was like, you know, Prince George's County, PG County, and it was like thugged out, uh, thugged out, quote, unquote, quote, like ghetto, yeah. inner city. That's what people think. Back alleys and things of that sort. And there's some of that, but not much. So, yeah. Jeff, give your your story. How was it for you growing up in the county and going back and forth in and out of the county? Man, uh, yeah. So, like, my mom uh, went to Largo. Shout out to Largo High School. Uh, the Lion. Then went to Spelman. So, then she did that. Then went to Howard Law School. So, my mom was is educated. My mom is a black history historian. I mean, she she taught us in those things and we raised us in those things and man school was so important um and you know my dad made it known that you won't be touching any field if your grades weren't if you had like we had c's it was the problem in my house so uh a's and b so from a young age class was you went to class and you paid attention and i didn't necessarily do that because i wanted to be a nerd i just didn't want to face the wrath of my parents when i got home Uh, and i kind of grew into a nerd as i got older but uh, <laughs> when I was young, it was fear-based A's all the way. Um, and uh, growing up in that, and I went to Riverdale Baptist, like I said, for five years. So at Riverdale Baptist, there's this, at the time, it was this sheltered bubble of like rich kids almost. You know, my dad played in the NFL for eight years. Um, so I had grown up originally in Sterling, Virginia and Ashburn and uh, all those things. and. Uh, and then I moved in when I was five and dropped me in Riverdale Baptist where you had tuition was, you know, as I've grown up now and looked at tuition for my daughter, it's like, oh, that's why they were so mad when I failed in class. <laughs> Without an F on a paper because they were paying that much money and I should have. Right. Um, and like double pay, they pay taxes and they pay tuition. For you to, we, we pay for you to get A's and that's right. how they felt. And um, so just like coming in that in PG County, man, and, and being in a private school like Riverdale, where there was mixed, you know, white and black staff was pretty much majority white. Um, you know, when if you were black at Riverdale Baptist, you couldn't have your hair certainly. Um, like you could only like like if you you couldn't have an afro to a certain you had to like pat it down. So I remember me and my brother were getting cornrows towards the summertime, and my mom would have to like comb, uh, pick our hair out and then like pack it down so it wasn't too big of a bush or too big of an afro. So it was kind of like things like that. You don't you don't recognize till you get older, right? Um, but things like that, you kind of like dealt with. And, you know, there wasn't much hip hop rap culture going on in Riverdale Baptist, at least in the elementary school part. 
um, there was a lot of things that, you know, were just like, just you couldn't say certain things or certain jokes or just not, you know. So I went from that to a full-blown middle school in Largo. I mean, like I went to Lake Arbor Elementary in Ernest Just, which is smack in Largo, um, the Largo area. And um, those kids were say a lot different, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> so my first day of school in a middle school, you know, I came in with my shirt all tucked in my pants like I did at Riverdale Baptist and oh, had on my color shirt and everything, right? And I get to school and they're like, I got my all black shoes on and they're like, why your shirt tucked in? And I'm like, ain't this how you show up for school? What are you talking about? So, you know, they, they started giving me that untuck your shirt kind of thing. And, uh, you know, you can, you can say these words, you can cuss and this here, like, and I'm like, yo, y'all say this here, like stuff like that. But then like, you know, I was always labeled like that goody two shoe kind of kid and Shep, you don't want to ever test the line and you don't ever want to do this. And again, it was never really because that was truly me. It was more so out of my parents. Like I knew better than to come home. Like you're not going to pressure me to get the spanking. So I'm going to stay <laughs> my butt over here. Right. But like uh, just through that and then through middle school, like I always found myself kind of like not as hip as everybody else. The only thing that only thing that saved me was the fact that I did play football. And I had a kind of a uh, I went to school with a lot of people I played with. So they, that always saved me in a system feeling like the fact that I could play. And I didn't just play, I could play. Like I was like two different people. In school, I was kind of like, you know, I carried a big binder, went to class and did that stuff. But on the football field, I was the captain, I was the leader. You know, I was one of the best players on the team almost always. And like, it was like two different people. So then like my football life kind of carried me in school for so long, you know, all the way really for my whole school career uh, because if it wasn't for that, boy, I would have been, I wouldn't have had many friends, one, because I didn't talk much to people. I, I went to class, went home, you know, went to practice and stuff like that. And uh, that's kind of like what it was like. But I, I was well-spoken. And you probably can hear that now. Like, I can easily switch. Like, me and Nyon could probably, we'll probably do it for you guys. Maybe not this episode, maybe another one. We would just have, like, a PG conversation. Like, we will just try to, like, talk, like, you know, the typical how they would say PG County. And you can, you don't hear that in my voice. You don't hear like, you know, the Joe and the Mo naturally coming out of me. Like it just doesn't. But, you know, I, I can say those things and I, and, I, and I know how to talk to my peers, but I also just naturally, it's just how I talk. And, you know, they kind of ask you, you talk white, you know, like, why do you talk white? Or, you know, why do you do this or do that? And it's almost like you got to prove yourself to be this almost unintelligent uh, kind of thuggish uh, guy to be, really from PG County to be right. thorough, to be true PG County. I had to have like, you know, the best shoes. I had to, uh, you know, dress a certain way. Uh, I had listen to go, go listen to go, go sound a certain way. Like my, if my iPod wasn't up to snuff, you know, if I didn't have all the new Google songs, I wasn't cool. Like you had to be this PG County. You had to represent the stigma of PG County in order to be popular in PG County. And that's what the girls seem to gravitate to as well. You know, it wasn't gravitating to the guy that was getting 4.0s. Naturally, it was gravitating to the guy who wore a trench coat, had the New Balance on, and was cranking go-go out his, out his trench coat pocket. That's what they were gravitating to. <laughs> and that's just how it was, man. So, like, people would always kind of like, you from, where you, you know, you from PG? And like, yeah, you know. But my sports background, like I said, sports saved me in a sense because I played football like I was from PG County, if that makes sense. You know, like I was a, you know, and then my parents, my dad had a reputation, my mom. So, um yeah, but man, I did take some some lumps early on. And even in high school, you know, not being the most popular guy because of, 
you know, I didn't have the best jeans and my jeans weren't so tight that I couldn't walk and they were going to be above my waist. I wouldn't leave in the house sagging. Uh, stuff like that. I followed the rules. You know, like, people didn't like that too much. And uh, they, they didn't claim me as a natural PG County guy. But uh, I still claim it through and through because athletics is a big part of PG County. So I rep that side more than I do, like, the, you know, the the drugs and the music and the clothes and the language. So, yeah, that's kind of just a little bit of mine, I guess. Uh, and just passing to you, I know we're probably similar, but I definitely... Similar, but a little different, because I, uh, I, too, had my mom, mom born and raised in Mitchellville, which is now basically Bowie. It's in, it's in Prince George County. My mom went to Largo High School as well. Um, my dad is from Southeast DC, Whoa. and uh, so he grew up in between RFK and Lincoln Park and uh, Union Station. He went to Eastern High School, so they're from the area. They went to Bowie State University, so I'm really Bowie Bowie. Like I'm like I have I could be the mayor of Bowie. People tell me that all the time. Yeah, I I just in Bowie a lot. But my parents Bowie State was just uh, HBCU and uh, but when I live in Capitol Heights, I live in Capitol Village, we also, my parents were not, a statement that I did not understand until I got older, my mom would say it, and she wouldn't say it now, but she said it. She's like, when we go somewhere, don't act for color. When we go somewhere, don't act like you're from, like, the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, but when I was a kid, like, I understood what she was saying, like, don't act, don't, don't embarrass me. But right. when I got later, I was like, when she was saying, don't act the color or don't act the way that people expect you to act. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh, because there, there's a stigma. I didn't know there was a stigma because right. like a lot of people may not know this if they're not from this area. This is like 90, it's a 90% black, 90% African-American uh, county. And it is one of the top 10 wealthiest counties in all of America, African-American counties, I would say that. Uh, predominantly African-American counties, one of the top 10 wealthiest. Um, there's some other ones in Atlanta. Um, we have some of the wealthiest cities, black, predominantly black cities in this county. And so there is, uh, so you got that side of it. And then you have like the side that Shepard and I are talking about that people, the media kind of, like expect you or think of you when you say you're from PG County, especially in this area, there's already like, like they they're start thinking like, this is how you act or should act. So when my mom would say that, I didn't understand as a kid, but now I go, oh, that's what she was saying. And I didn't really notice it, a difference until we moved out here to boot, uh, cause the kids were different. Uh, and so for my middle school experience, uh, it was, because I went to elementary school all over the county, I got to see different how kids acted all over the county, and how what what was cool, what was not cool, what was expected of them, what was not expected of them. Uh, but when I got to middle school, I was out here in Bowie, but we got bused over to uh, to Lanham, to Seabrook, to Robert Garner, and and a lot of those kids came from more working middle class, lower middle class areas. Where we're out here in Bowie, if you're know the blue area it is middle class to upper middle class depending where you go throughout the city and so if there were any kids that weren't black going to Robert Garden Middle School they were coming from my bus and so I lived in a you know diverse neighborhood you no know, black white uh 
Pakistani. But when we went to middle school, it was all black. Like, there was nobody else. There was just all black and maybe a sprinkle of Asian, but all black. And so my, when we would come to school in middle school, we were the, we were the white bus. Even though there was only a few white kids on the bus, that was the white bus because those were the only <laughs> who were on that, on that bus. And so I got labeled with, from that school being like, just, just white, not white, but you're, you're like, you're not from here. You ain't, you ain't from around here. You, you, and it was obvious, but I, to me, I was like, whoa, this is different than every area of the county I went to because this is the first time I went to Bowie. This is the first time I had a friend that was not black. Uh, it was the first time I had it, like, I was just around black kids all my life, which is not bad. It's just what it was. And now we move up. Here, when I moved to Bowie in the late 90s, mid 90s, what it is now is not how it was then. It was way more predominantly white and multicultural. Now it's probably 60% black and and 30% white, like the white people yeah. now. Uh, I can say that I'm married to a white lady. So, uh, so I had a different uh, middle school experience because. I felt like I was from the county because I went to school all over the county, but because I came from an area of the county that was said to be bougie, said to be white, said to be uppity, and that was not my experience, I was labeled like basically like who is not PG. Uh, kind right. of and I was like, what? Like, yeah, yeah it is. And so I had that experience that you have about, you know, my mom, she she got her master's in African American. African American studies. She's a yeah. principal. My dad has his degree. Like it was about like I didn't fear anybody in that school. I feared my parents, and so uh, <laughs> I had to do right. But sports was the great equalizer. Like we step on this field, I don't care where you think I'm from. We're gonna go at it. Like it was, yeah. you know. And uh, and I had the privilege to play play for you know state championship team. In high school, so that that carried clout in middle school, but then me as a person, how I carried myself because of my parents and how I was raised, as Bowie transitions towards my senior year, it was way more different than when I first moved to Bowie when I was eleven to when um, mm-hmm. turned eighteen, seven years. That the change was happening, and yeah. so I was raised as a Christian kid, and I had a relationship with God, and it was beyond my parents, and so I carried myself way different than your typical teenager. Mm-hmm. And then outside of that being your typical PG County team. Exactly. Uh, and then we had busing still in our school. And you, got, you know the term busing, where they took kids from a we, from a lower class area and bust them out to another school because of population or you know, trying to make it multicultural. Yeah. Um, and so in middle school, I had reverse busing. They were taking the white kids and <laughs> taking them to the predominantly black middle school. And then in high school, they were taking kids. So we had kids from Seat Pleasant that were coming out to Bowie, and it was like a clash of worlds. Like it was not; it was just totally different. So, um, yes, I can turn off the PG County what people would expect uh, for me to sound like or to be like, and the, the slang has changed over time. And some slang is the same, and some slang is new, it's been adopted from Baltimore and DC. Um, yeah, but it is definitely a stigma where you're not just black, you're a black guy from PG County. Yeah. Um, 
and that's because that's probably you know, you probably can say that in any area. Um, that like if you're like you're not just black guy, but you're 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 from you're from southeast. You're not just from southeast. You're from Anacostia. So like exactly. you have like a stigma. Not just you're from southeast, or you're from DC. You're from Anacostia. Uh, so we can say that about different parts of the county too. So we're not trying to say that there's beauty throughout the whole county. We just know it affected us one as being raised raised to be proper young black men, and we're not going to be you're not going to be a, a, a statistic um, for me. Very heavily raised as a Christian, and so you're not going to mess that up. I, I, my the quote in my house was, "Me and my house were going to serve the Lord." My dad would say that all the time. Now, I don't care what anybody says. Me and my house were going to serve the Lord. Well, well, I guess we ain't doing that. I guess we can't talk like that. I guess my dad was playing that. Um, yeah. And so, so I have a similar story with that. Like sports was the equalizer. I can carry myself. I don't care what color you were. We put the helmet on, cleats on, and we're going to play ball and, or yeah. wrestle or we're going to play baseball or basketball, whatever it was. Then it didn't matter no more. Like, yeah. oh, you can ball. All right, cool. I don't care where you're from. Like, right. <laughs> let's get up. Like, we can ball. Uh, so yeah, now in the culture of the hip hop culture, as Chef was saying, has way more influence now. Yeah, they had influence while we were in school for sure, but we yeah. didn't have a computer in our pockets that infiltrated all the time. Like we could leave that at school and come home, and it's just be different. Now yeah. the culture stays with you wherever you go. Uh, yeah. So I see the effects yeah. of that. Too. I, uh, something else that I think when you talked, I saw that was cool. Uh, that we noticed is like we and we work we work we work with uh, college to youth. So anywhere from like I mean, Dion's all the way up, you know, just about any age group. We kind of like say put in a demographic like ten to twenty one. It's kind of like where our our age group is, and we see it a lot in PG County. Uh, our parents kind of grew up. Um, in lower class, middle class, kind of working and appreciate everything they got. And, you know, they were from the hood, quote unquote. And um, that is, you know, and they knew that. And they raised us to be the exact opposite of what they want us to have so much better than what they had. So they raised us in places and things and uh, gave us all the stuff they didn't have. Now, like, we're working with youth now, we see that. And even when I was growing up, it's cooler in the PG County culture to be from a place that's known as a hood area. So like, if I was from Upper Marlboro, the, the cool place to claim for me would be Largo or Seat Pleasant. Um, you know, oh, my dad's from Suitland and my mom's from Largo. So that makes me hard, that makes me cool, right? When I honestly live in Upper Marlboro with a two car garage and uh, half, you know, the house with acres of land, right? Um, never was that kind of like, but that is what gives you credit in our county. And our youth does that a lot. You'll see that where, we, Dion, again, works in an area like that. And a lot of the, the guys that I, you know, work with at, in College Park, uh, they went to good counsel in DeMatha and, you know, all these these really prestigious schools and things like that where they come from, you know, homie, I can joke with, say, man, three-car garage homes and things like that. Um, but you see that they are stricken by the, the you know, they want to fit in, they want to be cool, so they feel like they have to be less, like they have to, they shouldn't go to class, and they have to sag, and they have to listen to this music, and they have to be this way. Because that's what's accepted among their peers. And I, I experienced that, you know, in high school. I graduated high school in 2013. So I, I, I didn't know how to, like, I couldn't even lie. Like, I couldn't even try to be, because I don't know the languages. I still don't know where I'm going sometimes. I still need a GPS. So I couldn't even lie in those moments. But, like, I knew, I was always comfortable with who my parents were. Because they, 
I know what I don't know, but they told me what it was like to grow up that way, and it's nothing to be glorified. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's really not. And I I had a guy in college tell me that's the difference between people who really grew up in the in the hood and in struggle and poverty, and those who didn't. He said those who do want to get out and leave. Those who didn't think it's cool to cling to that, but it's nothing there for them in a sense. So we we've kind of that is a battle that we have being in ministry now to like listening in to conversations and things and seeing how our uh, coaches and athletes, they act. Um, it's like, well, how, you just got out of the car and something completely different. You know, like why, you know, now it's just kind of just that identity and that's kind of the pressure that comes with being, uh, you know, being relevant in PG County per se. Um, but I think I, I want to credit my parents and Stroud down too, just for, um, you know, letting us know, you know, like instead of that, like you said, we don't have to be less. You know, as black men, we already, you know, we're are, as the odds are stacked against us, stacked against us sometimes in society and things. And um, my mom always is big about we're not give anybody a reason, you know, mm-hmm. to to disqualify you. You know, as a, your skin is enough, like it really is. So if if that, you know, you're going to be just as prepared, just as you know, literate, just as we can write, you know, anything you can do anything. You, you know, they, they raised me that way to say like you can do anything you want if you put your mind to it and uh, whatever that may be, I was going to do it with excellence. And, you know, they, they raised me that way. So, you know, when, when I was getting A's and things like that, it was like, that was normal. Like, that was like, I mean, if I'm going to do something in this world, I got it. Like, you know, like I just, I, I don't have time to be that way. And I was always an old soul and people gave me, you know, stuff for that too. Uh, yeah, but yeah, that, that's just the kind of thing that I've noticed what you were saying, like, it, it is a big stigma for us to, have, to kind of like, my cousin's from there, my cousin's from this neighborhood, but bro, you're not, like, it doesn't matter, you're not. and I know your parents are working hard for you, they wouldn't, they wouldn't trade places with your cousin, like, they, like, yeah. like you're saying, nobody, everybody wants to do better, and not, yeah. we're not, we're not saying that there's, like I said, you find beauty anywhere, it doesn't matter, like if you're from the poorest, poorest area of whatever you live to the most wealthy and affluent area, you can find beauty anywhere and you can find trouble yeah. anywhere. But at the same time, you want to do better. You want to raise the standard of how you treat people, how you love, how you live, financially, socially. And that's, that is the, the what people, they necessarily, Outside people don't think of that towards you. They think, I heard of this area, and so this is how you're supposed to act. I know Kevin Durant is from PG County, therefore you can ball. Like, you can play basketball. Like, what? No. Like, I mean, I, I can shoot a basketball, but I'm not but I'm, Kevin Durant. I didn't go to AAU circuit. And I, no, I'm not 7'1 and 6'10. No. But that's the, and that, we, we can see how stereotypes are played throughout wherever you live doesn't matter we're yeah. just talking about our experience very similar but also very different of growing up in this county beautiful county um very diverse i didn't know how diverse it was until we moved out to Bowie. um and just like geographically like i grew up right toward the bellway like literally the next door the county line you're in dc you're in southeast dc and so I, that that was what my world was and then we came out to Bowie, and i thought it was farmland like what in the world? And I went to like the up Marble Croom area and like, it's like, whoa, like yeah. people who don't have neighbors for maybe half a mile, quarter of a mile. Like as my little 10 year old brain was, I just thought it was this dense populated 
little bungalow houses over and over and over with apartment building. And then you, the county changes so fast in demographics and and economic status. And, and now, like, population, you can go to areas of Fiji County that has no black people. It's all Hispanic. Or it's all um, Pakistani. Or, yeah. So it's changing a lot. It's a very cool area. We love being from here. We claim it. Mm-hmm. We rep it to our last breath because it made us who we are with yeah. our parents' influence and uh, in knowing who we are. And so we will talk about slang terms and give definitions, especially those who are in the county or work with people. They're like, I don't know what they're talking about. Uh, exactly. And slang changes fast in three years. Chef will have to tell me. I have a teenager, my son, he's 14, so he's able to help me sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> I heard this. One of the players are saying this. What are they saying? I don't even understand. Um, but it's just where you're from uh, in the area. And it definitely affected how people looked at us and received us. And it yeah. also, like Chef was saying, our parents were saying, we don't care. You're not repping. We don't want you repping your neighborhood. We don't want you repping the the, the county that you're from. That's not the priority. You, mm-hmm. My parents, you know, you rep the name on your back of your jersey more than you rep the name of your school. Like, like you are bolding. You are, and then my dad was like, you are, you know, this is where Christians and we aren't going to be hypocrites. And so we're going to live the way we we claim to live. Uh, so that was that was preached more in my house than saying, you know. You from Pepper Mill? This is not how we act in Pepper Mill. Like my parents were like, "Nah, we ain't we ain't down with that." Ain't, I, I, no. I think my dad placed me in the places like that so I wouldn't be afraid, so I wouldn't give in to that stigma of you know where people come from. And I I, I want to we can get into that later too. We probably can talk about where that perception came from. Yeah, um, just a little bit more. But you know, I, I I credit my dad for that because when you're a kid and you know. Like like Dion said, like I live up in Marlboro, but you take a ten to fifteen minute ride uh, down two hundred two, and you know you get you're gonna get closer and closer, and things start to change. Like houses get smaller, you see check cash, and you see you know all these places, and you see like these these rundown looking places. And as a kid, you watch movies and things, and places like that where gun violence happens and things like that happen, and that's what you see on the news with somebody going to jail. So naturally, there's a fear instilled in you. It was for me. Like anytime we cross into DC, I thought I was gonna get shot. Honestly, for the longest time, when I crossed into the DC line, I was very nervous because it's a clear divide. Like in like in nineteen like nineteen ninety five to like two the early two thousands, DC was still DC. Like it was like you know you knew South was a place you didn't want to be when you were young. Like Southeast was a scary place. DC was just scary to me because it was a city. It was crowded. People were always like on corners and. You just didn't know what to expect. And that was scary for me. Um, like I used to have big fears and stuff like that. Like I told, like I said, I'd never go into Compton because I was gonna get shot. Like that I wrote that in a paper one time. My teacher said, like, first grade, what's your biggest fear? I was like, Compton, California. <laughs> because of why, but why though? Because when I watch movies and TV shows and the news, as a kid, you see these neighborhoods and things that are predominantly known for gang violence. Right. See, Pleasant DC is one, it was that kind of place. So when my dad took us to play at Peppermill, like it was, I think he did that to show us that it was nothing to be afraid of. Right. You know, like that this is where you're from. And these, and I learned that too, because some of these hardest guys off the field were some of the scariest and softest guys on it. Like, I'm like, dude, you, 
you'll go run into a liquor store with a gun, but you won't tackle this guy right. uh, that plays for Bowie. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? You hear in the county. He plays for Bowie. So what? That's exactly like Bowie and Laurel were like weird. There's an inter-county stigma too, bro. They were weird. And, and you find yourself saying that like, oh, you white from there. Like Bowie was that place. Like when I was like, oh, you white or they white or they're this or they're they that. They saw it. Yeah. They saw, yeah. Like, but let me tell you, we never beat Bowie. I can tell you that for a fact. Like, that's my arch. Like, I drove past Wart Marsh, right? right? Parked the other day, and my, I gritted my teeth. Like, still. The helmet behind me, right? You see the booty helmet behind me right there. Yeah, no, I should take that and kick it. <laughs> you see it right there. I'm in the orange and black, and I cannot stand White Marsh Park. Yeah. I did it because the rest cheat in White Marsh Park, and I'm going to stand by it. They pay them off, man. Oh, and, man, that's funny. I, I remember, man, one time that my brother, he had a really good 85 pound team. They had three running backs who all played D1 football. Like he did, like all of them were in the back together as a D1 athlete. Imagine that on the 85-pound AAA team. Wow. And we went, they went into White Marsh that year, and the whole hood came with them. And when I tell you, it was literally the cowbells versus <laughs> just the, you know, the rowdy, crazy. And it was like two different worlds, man. Like I remember that. Like I was like, this tension, you know, it was just like playing Yeah. Then Peppermint makes them play, and they they cussing and doing all kind of stuff. Like I'm like, okay, this is different, you know, and just yeah. stuff like that, man. It's just like that dynamic that we grew up in. And my dad always did a good job. My parents did a good job of like not allowing us to have the same perception that the news had. So like, you know, like if I said my hair was nappy, my mom would smack me in the back of the head and say, no, it's not. You know, like you don't have nappy hair just because your hair is black and you mm-hmm. got to pick it. It's not nappy, you know, and you're not, you know. You don't, you're not ghetto because you're from here or you, that's not a ghetto place. Like, don't yep. say that's ghetto or like whatever. Like, my mom was very good about that stuff. And she taught us that, you know, again, like, you appreciate where you're from in the culture. Like, there's it, nothing wrong with it. Though, you know, there are things you got to be smart, of course, but certain places where you do have to be smart. You still, like, me and Diana probably get into that too. All your heights and we'll, yep. we'll give you guys just a roadmap, but still, like, yep. that's, that's just some of the things that I'm, uh, you know, growing up that I've noticed, but we'll definitely hit some more, uh, I guess, specific topics talking about just, you know, a wide range of things. What show? We're going to keep PG as we talk about being from the county, and then we talk about some more edgier, controversial issues or whatever. It's my favorite. Uh, we'll keep it PG and talking about it as well. So that's, that's a snippet of who we are, a little bit of our background, very small. And then we talked for about 40 minutes or so. That's a very small snippet of our background. Uh, you know, Chef probably said some things, and you're like, wait, 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 you can't just gloss over, you didn't just say that about that. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah, we will get back to that. Um, things of that sort. So we, we'll tell more of our story and uh, what it meant, means to us to be from the county. Uh, we have a short segment that uh, we're, we're taking from another series that, that does it as for kids, for a kid show. But... Uh, I've heard another podcast. They call it Fair or Foul. We're gonna call it. Uh, we're gonna call it two rights or two wrongs. So the way it goes, either you're wrong. You know how you like you're wrong, wrong. You're like dead wrong. Like you're wrong. Like you're wrong. You real wrong. You wrong, wrong. Then you got wrong or right. You were wrong, but you were still right. Yeah. Then you got right wrong. You were right, but you did it for the wrong reason. And then you got right, right. Like now nah, you right. Then how you say it, we're right. So all right. So here's the. This is me asking Chef. So. You're a married man. I'm a married man. I've 
I'm married. Let me let me let me do that because I did not do that again. Knowledge and I am married to my beautiful. Okay. Daughter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I do have a seven year old daughter. And they're like, wait a minute, you're 24 again. You're yeah. Right. You can't cross over that, right? Yeah. Story behind all that. Um, but yeah, Chef's married. Uh, not necessarily newlywed, but still yeah. newly married. So what? So, um, am I wrong, 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 right, right, wrong, or right, right when it comes to uh, your wife asks your opinion for something and I don't give my honest opinion because I believe that her opinion trumps my opinion. So I just, I don't really don't give my opinion. Uh, yeah. Is that like wrong, wrong? Cause I'm necessarily, okay, cause I'm not telling the truth or am I right, right? Because that's like the best way to like, you know, yeah. not keep peace, but you know, like I, I, I'm in this moment where we're like redoing our house, right? know and uh renovate it and my wife asked me about colors and carpet and, and i do have an opinion like i have a way that i would like to do it so when she asked me i know i feel like she's really not asking me my opinion she's asking me about her opinion yeah my opinion on her opinion um and so i don't i don't share my opinion and then we can get a tip of like why would you just tell me what you like so then we go around and around like so am I wrong, wrong for not giving my honest opinion, even though she asked for it? Am I wrong, right? You're wrong for not giving your opinion, but I understand why you didn't. Am I right, wrong? Like, bro, like you're right, but you're still wrong for doing it, or you're right, right for not doing it. How? What, what do you say? I would say that's a uh, that's one of those wrong, wrong rights. Uh, okay. I say that. <laughs> I say that because, like, again. We, we are professing believers and you know we that's one of those things that me and Dion have talked about before uh like it, it's one of the things like you you don't want to you don't want to lie of course you want to speak your mind but you also have to keep in you have to keep the like the sensitivity of your wife and, and you're doing it because you're one like you're doing it because you want to obey God in the sense of dying to yourself but you don't want to lie, but you want your wife to be in bed with you later and right. not not look like looking at the wall. Right. Um, you, you don't want that. So I would say like in those moments, like sometimes, like in certain situations, like every husband watching this knows the how do I look question. Um, so what are you going to do? Like, I well, that was an easy one. I got that one down pat. Yeah, but that, I think guys can relate to that one. Some people yeah, like yeah, yeah. to say, no, you look, or does this make me look this way? And you're like, no, nah, you know, <laughs> you know, and but see, for me, it's like me and my wife kind of, we, we're not sensitive about that stuff. Uh, or we, she doesn't, she, she might do it in like a, we do it in like a sort of way. Okay. Like, oh, that's what you're wearing, you know, kind of deal. And I'm like, anymore. So, right. <laughs> I'm changing. <laughs> and uh, that's kind of like what I, but I think that's the right thing because like, what comes from it? Like, is it, let's, let's think about it. Is it really that big of a deal? Mm -hmm. What comes from it? If I really disagree in this moment, like, is it going to, is this something that really is going to go over well? Or can you sense the excitement in her voice when she asks you about it? Is she like really coming to you for like, I don't have a clue, help me. Or is it just like, she asked me that because she really wants you to agree. Like there's like, yeah. <laughs> it comes with knowing your wife and knowing yeah. home. Like if she says, I absolutely love this color and I love this. Like, yeah, so what do you so, think? What do you think? That's the wrong right. <laughs> you say, 
Yeah, I think that's a good one. Or you can say, so think about it. You can say, no, I think this is going to be good. But then you're, you're one, you're going to, her enthusiasm is going to go down because she's going to feel like, you know, she can't, she, you're not on the same page. So her enthusiasm for the work is going to go down. Yeah. It's not, you know, and it's like, you're like, well, aren't you, isn't that selfish? Isn't your wife always going to get her way? In a sense. Yeah. yeah. We die to ourselves yeah, often. Like, I mean, we do. And yeah. I think in dying to ourselves, this is, again, a, a Christian principle, but dying to ourselves, when that, our wives realize that, and then that's when they begin to see, what we, consider what we want too. You know, like when we are putting them above ourselves, um, say like in a bigger situation, like pain, but then in a bigger situation, like, you know, when it comes to discipline about kids or when it comes to things like that, they kind of defer, you know, because you know, we, we are more like, you know, allowing them. So then they come to us kind of like, what do you think? Really, honestly, in that moment, that's when you kind of mm-hmm. get that thing and they want to work with you. But like, if everything that she comes to you with, it's like, no, like, I don't like that. Like, you're not going to like everything. Like me and my wife argued about ricotta cheese and it worked before <laughs> I don't know, first got married because my mom didn't make lasagna with ricotta cheese. Right. And, I, and, my, and Heaven was like, you might as well make spaghetti. And I was like, no, it's lasagna. You know, like, but like honestly, can you even taste ricotta cheese? No. Would I have really paid attention to it? No. But like that was something where I could have just shut up, and I had to learn that. You know, it's you got to pick certain things. Like we're not lying to our wives in a sense. We're not lying, and I don't think you're lying. Lying would be like I actually hate that. But even like, if what is me? What is me saying that going to do? Is it going to help? Is it going to benefit? Is it going to be? Is it just paint? Right. Like you know what I mean? Like as long as it's not like hot yellow or like. Like pink, like if I wanted to be like a gray, my wife wants it to be like this off white. It's like, dude, that's right. like a shade darker. Like who cares, you know? And I and I had to learn that with moving and interior decorating. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, and that's a PG where I'm like, that's some Bama stuff. Like why do you need a different place? She's from North Carolina, so like I'm like, that's that. Oh, that's some Bama. Like that is, ugh, that's you know, like and <laughs> that's PG, PG slang coming out, but that's it. Yeah, yeah. And but I yeah I think you were wrong right uh, <laughs> like really like it, technically speaking it's a wrong right but brother to brother that's a right 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 bro you're right <laughs> <laughs> technically speaking Bible yeah. speaking God doesn't want us to do that but even though you taught me something that you can do as well and just rephrase with another question you know and so you don't have to um, like feel like you're lying just be like you know do you like this color what do you think. Mm-hmm. Do you, what do you, what, you know, what colors do you know I like? That's what I would do. Oh, like, you like this, this, and this? I'm like, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like, you so know, I, uh, like, internally, I know I'm like, you really don't want an opinion. But like you said, I rephrase it or I use the good, better, best. Like, what is the best way to answer this? Yeah. Knowing which, how she was coming to me with the question. Yeah. Um, then I know how to. But internally, I know, like, I do have an opinion about this. Uh, but does my opinion matter right now? Are you already ask, are you honestly asking my opinion? So, like you said, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably wrong, right? Like, but in dying to myself and put my wife up, like, bruh, not going. Do what you want. Pay, pay what you want. I will buy it and slap it up there. Because uh, yeah. they're gonna actually what you want for dinner, and then you get to decide. You know, like yeah, I did. That happened. Happened. that happened last night. That was different. <laughs> dinner was crazy last night. Crazy. I don't know how anyone today, they're, they're not knocking wise, but this thought process, I know guys like this too. 
that can say, I'm so hungry, but then can't decide what to eat. You're like, you're not, you're not hungry. <laughs> you, I mean, you might be hungry, but if you were really hungry, you eat canned tuna fish. Yeah, I eat anything. That's my, my wife asks me that all the time. What do you want for doing it? I'm like, I don't know. Just feed me. Like, <laughs> just feed me. I have yet to complain. Yeah. Yet to complain about the food. I won't. So we're going to be doing this uh, hopefully weekly. That would be great if you can. Yeah. Uh, we're going to try to set a natural rhythm for us and our schedule. Mm-hmm. Bring up different topics. Um, Chef and I both are people who don't want to just say something and then not do it. So now that we started, we got to keep doing it, but we got to find the natural rhythm. So if we can't do it weekly, we don't want to try to force it. If it's done bi-weekly, lovely. but I think we can do it weekly because we both two guys that like to talk. Uh, yeah, and there's plenty to talk about, especially in this era of COVID-19 and what the effect of that and plenty to talk about. So that is us. Uh, I'm dying on bolding a second. Charlotte Shepard. What's your handle? My handle is. How can they follow you? You see my name down here on this screen right here, Shawlier underscore Shepherd, and you'll find me. If you just type in Shawlier, I'll pop up. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what that name. Yeah. So I have a hard time. Also have a let me shameless plug. Oh, plug, plug. Shameless plug. I also wrote a devotional, a thirty-one day devotional. So if you're watching this and you don't follow me and um, you would like to have something for your children, for your, you know, your family, devotions, quick, easy. Uh, again, PG County Flair is in there. So, <laughs> you got to uh, buy 10 of them. Come on. Yeah, they're, only, they're $9.99, and you can get an ebook version so you don't have to wait for prime shipping, and I don't think it's prime anymore because I'm, Look, if you are, I'm not essential. Okay, guys? I'm yeah, not essential. So yeah, if you're a pastor or if you're somebody in the church, whatever, buy the, you know, support this man from the area. He is very good. We have it. We use it in our staff meeting, uh, which oh. really cool, where we were using it when we were meeting face to face. We haven't been using it the last because of COVID nineteen. But buy them out. Buy all of them. All of them. So, PG County joke. My dad when he saw the book, he said, "Why can't you have a brother on the cover?" PG County. <laughs> that's the, that's what we're talking about. See? Uh, <laughs> see? <laughs> I didn't even notice it wasn't a brother on there. Exactly. That's what my dad would say too. <laughs> why the, why you can't get brother man on the front? Because uh, it ain't about that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, buy it. Um, he's on all social media platforms. Are you on TikTok yet, officially? I am, but I, I, I don't even know my handle on TikTok. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, know. I'm Dion Bowling the second. Just where it is, but it's the second. Not, not two N D second, but two I second. Um, and that's on all social media platforms. Follow me. I'm very heavy in TikTok now. Like killing the game. I'm. I'm heavy into TikTok, and it's going to be the new Instagram. Get on the wave before it crashes and crashes. You see it coming, you know, the ocean, see a wave coming, start paddling, catch that wave, because when it gets there, you're already going to be there and have a platform and have content there. So I'm encouraging Chef, any of you, any any creators, get on there. Don't sleep. Do not wait, because it's not going to be, it's going it's to it's change soon, just like how Instagram changed. When it got super popular, how Facebook changed. Yeah. MySpace, Prinster, you're that old. MySpace was um, But so all those platforms, follow us, give us a shout. Yeah. That is it for us. We're gonna we're excited to do our first episode and um, more to come. And we're gonna share this on all the platforms that we can. And that's all from us. Peace. Now be blessed. We know that Jesus saves. Yes. That's it. Amen. All right.